Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Hello, and welcome back to the VGL podcast. Back by popular demand, we have a rambling riffs duo with me and Almighty Drizzle. Hello. I am Andrew, and I will take you on this sultry podcast until your heart melts and your ears bleed because my voice sucks, and I'm very sorry, but we're going to have some fun with this, and, well... First, let's take a minute to remember our good friend, John. He's not dead or anything, but, you know, he had a case of uh, cat hemorrhoids, so he's uh, out for the episode, and we wish him the best and a speedy recovery for his canine, not canine, feline friend. Feline hemorrhoids? Feline hemorrhoids. R.I.P. to your hemorrhoids, John. We love you. We miss you. He'll be back next episode. Hopefully. The doctor gave him some sort of cream. Uh, he asked us to apply it to him, but uh, no. We said there's uh, not enough gloves <laughs> to establish that. But we're still going to have fun, and we're going to try to keep you entertained and just have a good time. Uh, if you have any other suggestions for uh, any future rambling riffs, feel free to at us at VGL underscore podcast at Twitter, or even check us out on whatever podcast-generated servicing you are finding us on, whether it is Spotify or are we also on Apple iTunes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So check us out on various platforms and let us know your input. Now, Kevin, today we, we, we've got so many things that we want to talk about, but I feel like I want to start out with, you know, we're not here for the notes and news, but we're just kind of here to talk and drink brews. What are you drinking today? Uh, I'm drinking something I haven't drank before on this ep- uh, this podcast. Uh, something I I enjoy, but I don't I don't go out of my way to go buy. Drinking some uh, some Guinness today uh my wife made a guinness cake with some kind of like guinness cream cheese frosting or something for uh her aunt's birthday Ooh. that was fucking yeah and it only took like half a half a guinness so they come in like four packs she was like you can go ahead and drink these so i was like all right well i'm gonna save one for the podcast because i want to have something new to drink on the podcast so got a nice Earthy thick boy Guinness. Oh, uh, yeah, that thick boy. Yeah, it's it's frothing up a little bit, but you know it does the job. I don't drink them too much because they're so goddamn heavy, man. Yeah, like, you cannot you cannot drink a Guinness and not take a nap. It's it's impossible. It's like going to the bathroom and shitting but not peeing. You know what I mean? No, I actually I. It's a weird analogy, but I get it. <laughs> I let you down that fucking, that trail, and you just fucking kept on picking up the pieces. What about you, man? What, uh, what you drinking today? Well, I'm actually drinking a, um, a woodchuck, amber, which I figured it was a good, uh, 
a good shout out to you because years ago you were the one that first got me into woodchucks. So that uh, hard cider is mm-hmm. whenever you would always go to a uh, green turtle and get the woodchucks. Yeah, Still do. that dude. That's what <laughs> that's what started it for me. That's what started me with ciders and woodchucks and whatnot. And I was like, all right. I still miss the eight or threes. The eight or threes aren't in. Uh, they don't. Sh- I don't see them much in the bottles, in the stores. Mm-hmm. It's usually just the ambers, or I think they even have a pumpkin out right now. I bet that'd be pretty good. Not too big on pumpkin stuff, but well, I can't say that because for uh, dinner last night and then breakfast this morning, my wife cooked uh, breakfast for dinner. You got Brenner Turkleton? Yeah, bro. <laughs> she cooked pumpkin pancakes and uh, some eggs, some potatoes, and she had some scrapple like we talked about on the uh, previous episode. And I was a little hesitant because I already, I, she said she was going to go to the store and she was like, hey, do you want some, some scrap I was like, make sure you get the good shit. So she calls me. Right. And she's like, they got Rappa, but they don't have regular Rappa Scrapple. They have three different types. They had Scrapple with bacon. I've seen that. They had Scrapple and cheese or something like that. And then they had a hot and spicy Scrapple. So I was like, Let's go with the hot and spicy. I'm already going to get hurt heartburn, so I might as well be like shooting fire at my butt while I'm eating it. Right. It was really good, but I, I will say it literally did not taste any different. It, the <laughs> only difference was you ate the scrapple, and then when the scrapple was out of your mouth because you swallowed it, your mouth burned a little. That was the only difference. There was literally no taste difference whatsoever. So it's still good, and you know, it just appeases that, uh, I don't know, that old brain where like pain is good right i i've when you said scrapple with cheese that just made me think of like hot dogs that already have the cheese little cubes in them yeah and it just that. no and no because you're just going to get the heavy processed cheese inside there it's yeah it's never good cheese it's always no. cheese that it's just cheese that's got to stay in there for long enough that uh <laughs> oh yeah we can package this it won't go bad and then it does and then it does <laughs> <laughs> so if i'm a little gassy today don't worry i'll edit it out but that's why i've got the heartburn already because i fucking had scrapple for breakfast uh for breakfast this morning we ain't editing that out come on <laughs> See, that's- times I had to edit out like burps and fucking like right before we start talking you got the <clears throat> and anyway you <laughs> <laughs> got so many of those fucking things to edit out Holy it's shit. that 30-something, I gotta have a Tums before I take a recording kind of thing. <laughs> well, I know you do have exciting news for the what you play in part. You just got pwned, 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 pwned. You just got you, You've reached a new milestone since the last recording. Yeah, boy. I can't, I can't go too much into it because John was like, jonesing about it so i'll wait to talk more in depth about it but i finally beat final fantasy 12 and thank god because uh that took didn't it take like a month and a day to beat uh let me see it was a it was a long fucking game man holy shit it took almost a month you started september 27th you beat it october 24th so that that's pretty much what I, I said it was going to be. Uh, I said it was going to take about a month. So finally beat that. I was super pissed because like the final boss, 
I was going against him. And there's a boss before the final boss that you have to fight. And then you immediately go up this elevator. There's no save point. Uh, so you go up the elevator. Then you have to fight this boss, like the final boss. And he's got three different forms, I think. I died like six times. So I had to rebite. I had to refight the Noob. initial boss to go to the final boss. And like I got to his second form like twice, died to his final form like three times or something. And I was like, I can't, I, I can't go grind, man. I gotta fucking beat this goddamn game. I hate it so much. It's one of those instances like you're underleveled, but you really hate the grinding method so bad that you just want to like, I just, if I can just hit the RNG right here, if I can just make sure to like not get hit, oh, avoid the attack, avoid the attack. I forgot what I ended up doing, but I ended up beating that game and I moved on to 13 and I've been crushing 13. I will not say 13 is a great game. I will say I've had a lot more fun playing 13 than I did 12. Uh, I think 13 looks, it's, it's beautiful. I'll give it that because Final Fantasy 12, you're in a lot of dungeons. Don't get me wrong. You have some really pretty views in Final Fantasy 12. Like you have a lot of the sky stuff. But in the end, it's just kind of, it seems like very dreary colors in Final Fantasy XII, where 13 is very vibrant. 13, 13 does have the problem of the hallways. I remember I said a long time ago on the podcast, probably like our first couple of episodes when I started talking about this Final Fantasy adventure, and I was like, hell, all the Final Fantasies leading up to this, they, they kind of didn't let you veer off too far off the track. Then I started playing 13, and I was like, I forgot. You literally, it is a hallway. <laughs> like, you cannot, it's like a 10-foot-long uh, walls on the side. We'll call them walls, but, I mean, a lot of times you're on the outside. There's no walls. You just can't go there. There's some kind of trees or cement block or something blocking your way, so you can't go there. So you can only go down this one lane. Uh, there's nowhere to get lost. Uh, the most you could do is accidentally turn 180 degrees and go the opposite way, I guess. Uh, it doesn't open up until 30 hours into it, maybe 25, depending on how fast you play. And then it opens up, and it's it's so funny because the first thing, so the whole, your whole entire group is like, man, it's fucking, we're here. And then it shows a, a cutscene where these gigantic, horrible-looking monsters are just they're the size of mountains or they're eating other monsters. And you're like, all right, can you take me back? <laughs> Cause I can't fight these guys. And then you get past that part. So that's chapter 11. And then you go to chapter 12 and it's right back to the fucking hallways. Like there's nowhere to go. <laughs> and I'm still having fun. I'm loving the shit out of that game. I'm probably going to beat it today and start uh 13 two. Hopefully before I go back to work this week. And that'll put me on pace uh, Nice. with being able to beat it. I'm trying to start 13.3 before November ends. So that way I'm ways into it before December hits. And then December I just have to do 15. And then it's done. And I'll be honest, man. <laughs> I'm probably... Like, I want to do another kind of thing like this next year. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tossing it up. Obviously, there's Uncharted. John would love me to do that. But I also want to do the Devil May Cry games. Uh, I want to do 
what other series? Uh, I wanted to do God of War. I wanted to do Metal Gear Solid, but I wanted to go through and get like the big boss stuff. So a lot of like smaller projects that I want to work on that don't take as long, but definitely I don't, I, I was thinking maybe I'll do Dragon Quest. This was before I started Final Fantasy and I was like, man, Dragon Quest would be pretty cool. I've only played like two of them all, but there's no way in hell I'm, I'm going to do that. I, I cannot, I, there's so many games I want to play and I feel like I'm forced to play Final Fantasy. I'm still having fun with Final Fantasy, but I can't. Like, my day's off, I'm like, alright, I want to play something, I want to have fun playing Final Fantasy, whatever I'm on, but I want to play something else. I gotcha. I mean, that's, uh, you have gone from 1 to 13 minus 11, and to be honest, dude, I'd be Final Fantasy'd out. Doing the same, <laughs> like, kind of RPG, build my stats, get high enough, beat it, start over. Build my stats, get high enough, beat it, start over. I, I do kind of want to go back to some of them. Like 13 is one of the Final Fantasies where when you beat it, you can there's a there's a post-end game, which is very rare for a Final Fantasy. So I'm excited to do that, but I'm not doing it this year because I, I, I got to move on to the next one. And like I said before, I think it's just because the Final Fantasies mix it up so much. The new characters, the new way to level up, the new way to battle... Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Twelve fucking just twelve. You know? <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to twelve. I'm gonna give it its fair shake. Uh I feel like maybe this time I was just trying to rush through it. I can't imagine me enjoying that game. What uh what have you been playing? Obviously not Final Fantasy, because you beat Final Fantasy one, you're like, all right, we're done. Yep. All right. <laughs> I've not, seen everything. Not start another. <laughs> I see everything that Final Fantasy has, has to offer. Yep, and that's all for me. No, and the sad thing is, like, whenever you first started talking about that that's what you were going to do this year, I started to collect the Final Fantasies as well, so that I had them in my library, and if I wanted to do the same thing, I could. But after seeing how one went for me, I kind of lost a little bit of interest, because like I said, you know, I can't see my ADD self trying to do what you were doing and, you know, grind, level up, beat the game, start over. I'll be honest, two is probably not the best place for you to go after one. <laughs> Nobody really enjoys two. I, I thought two was okay. Well, I mean, for me, I've I've basically just, I've been still doing the, you know, the Genshin Impact. I've been doing some Warzone, and we'll get into a little bit of that later. Um, but I decided, you know, I might as well try it. A little bit of Binding of, uh, Binding of Isaac. Oh, baby. What are you thinking, man? You fucking love that game? Dude, it is weird. <laughs> oh my God, it is weird. Like, I don't even know, like, okay, I get these certain, like, additions or add-ons or things like that. I don't know what they do. They don't tell me what they do. I got to try to figure out, okay, what's this suction cup thing on top of my head for? Oh, I get a scroll. What does it do? Oh, it's a secret. Oh, well, fuck me. I can't even figure out what I'm going to be doing. Oh, a bomb? Okay, yeah, let me have a bomb. Oh, I accidentally used it. Now I have to wait and kill another three rooms of people so that I can have a bomb to use again. Like, I'm learning it. It's definitely a game where you have to... The most fun is when you first start out and you try and figure out what these things do. So I've been playing Binding of Isaac for years, like when, when the Flash Isaac first came out 10 years ago, I think. And there's still items that that were in Flash. And I'm like, 
I don't remember what you do. <laughs> like, there's some trinkets that I can never fucking remember for the life of me what they do. And I was looking at the like the list of like because everything's a question mark because I haven't unlocked mm-hmm. everything. So I'm looking at the list of all the different items, and I'm like, Jesus. H Christ, like th- there's so many, so many, and I have to try to keep track of all of them to figure out what good combinations I need, or if I want to drop one, pick up another. Well, I have to pick it up for just a little bit so I can see what it does, so that I can maybe know if I like it or need to use it later. And there, there are some items where they're just universally loved. There's some items that are just universally hated, and then there's some items that are just like in between. Like what you're going to figure out is you're going to figure out what items you love and you're gonna like you'll remember those and then you're gonna start remembering the items you really fucking hate like for a lot of people uh it's soy milk soy milk decrease it increases your fire rate a lot you're shooting uh like 30 tiers a second but it also decreases your damage a lot Uh. so but there's ways around it so like there's an item called libra that balances your stats so if you get soy milk and libra You'll be shooting really quickly, and then it's going to boost your damage as well. So it's a really good combination together. It's just something where you have to. Oh like, no, the scrapple's already coming up. Yeah, man. All right, don't <laughs> worry. I'm already, I'm already thumbs up, baby. All right. What? Uh, which one are you playing? Are you playing Rebirth? Uh, da, 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 da. give me just a second. I think yes, Rebirth. Okay, so you don't have any of the DLC. You don't have Anti-Birth. Uh, not Anti-Birth. Afterbirth. Or not Afterbirth yet. Plus. So Rebirth. Uh, is really good. Uh, the next DLC for that one is Afterbirth Plus, and then they just came out with Repentance, which Repentance adds a lot of stuff. Like it's basically a brand new game. Oh jeez. They yeah they add they like more than doubled the characters technically. Um, they added a lot of items. They added a lot of bosses. But did you have you have you beaten uh, around yet? I've gone through like I don't. I guess I have. Did you did you get an ending? I I I don't know. Every time you beat every time you beat the game, you'll get an ending. Oh, okay, no, I've I've done like three or four different levels. Uh huh. And that's that's about as far as I'm at. Okay, because what happens is when you first play through, uh, I think the first time you beat it, it's only five levels. You do basement one and two. You do caves one and two, and then. You should, f- maybe six. You might have to fight against moms. You might have to fight against mom on the sixth floor. I can't remember how far it goes. What do you think of the the noises? My wife can't stand the noises. <laughs> They're so grotesque. <laughs> yeah, that's why she hates them. Everything's just like belches and... Vomits, shits, like... Yeah, it's... yeah. <laughs> no, I'm really excited. Uh, we can play some co-op sometime. I fucking love that game. Well, no, and I mean, that's something that I was interested in is like not just, you know, learning and trying Uncharted for John, but also trying Binding of Isaac for you, because I know you and Sean, you and Mr. Sean have just loved that game for a while now. And I mean, I want to see what all the hype was about and try to get into it, too. I hope I hope you do, because I love it because it's it's like most roguelites. It's a game where you can just beat it in like less than an hour. So you can just start up a game. You'd be like, ah, I got a little bit of time. Start up a game, beat it, and you're like, all right, we're good. Maybe unlock a couple things, and that's mm-hmm. that's about it. Uh, have you unlocked any characters yet? Not yet. I saw that. Uh, I saw the different requirements to unlock some characters, but I haven't unlocked any yet. I don't think I might. Mm, I might have, but it was very. Uh, 
I still have, I guess, the main character. Isaac. Yeah. Uh, one thing I can tell you is if you go to settings when you play it, there should be an there should be an extra setting where you can see your stats. I keep those up, and those really help you in the beginning because when you pick up an item, most of the time it'll say like damage up, speed down, or something. But you can see what your speed and your fire rate and your damage. Oh, okay. All that is. So I keep that up at all times. But it also uh, keeps up your devil deal chances and your angel room chances. Have you gotten one of those yet? I don't know. <laughs> you would know they're after a boss and they're some of the most powerful items in the game. Some of them are. And if you go to the devil room, you get to trade your heart containers for a really powerful item. I think and, I did that for the devil one. Okay. And the angel one, uh, if you go to a devil room and you take a devil item, you can't go to the angel room unless you find a certain item. So a lot a lot of people do is they just completely forego the first uh, devil deal. And it increases your chances of getting an angel room. And the angel rooms are free. But in the be- like when the game first came out, angel room items were terrible. Like There's like two good items and the rest of them were shit. So no one ever went there, but they kind of balanced it out with repentance. So it's really cool. Nice. Well, I guess I've been trying to get into more like the PC gaming as well. And so whenever we were sharing different Steam stuff like months ago, like that's whenever I think you shared even the code for Binding of Isaac with me. But I've also been playing another game that I mentioned before, Sunhaven. It's kind of like a... uh, uh, Stardew Valley meets a little bit of magic and mystical and whatnot. And they've had more updates to unlock more areas and this and that. So before I had already caught up to everything that I could do for that. And then now I'm like catching up with what the updates have had to offer. And, and that's been fun too. Speaking of updates, I'm pretty sure I saw on Twitter that Genshin Impact got a new update. Yeah, they, uh, it did almost four weeks ago now i think um and it, usually every time that they do it goes through like a couple sets of banners and a couple of different events and whatnot and the next update is going to be in two more weeks maybe that's what i was reading i was reading some new god or character or something was getting unlocked ito yeah he he, he looks like a he's a very sexy looking geo character so i gotta say because he's the only one that they've had so far that's like really like he's a bulked up abs out like he's got a big ass uh club i there's a a friend that I do play Genshin Impact with and and she was like um yeah I'm going to go for Ito I'm going to save for him I want to get him I mean I mean it's just, it's just right you know and you were like no I claimed it already bitch she's mine <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, thought. So I mean, each each of the different updates has been has been fun for that, and um, I'm waiting for this other fox deity to finally release. So that's another one I'm going to save for to try to hopefully win the gotcha and have a new character. There's no winning the gotcha. No, there's there there isn't. It's just a it's all this hard earned, saved up stuff, and then. Oh, 50-50. Bang. One of these days, I'll download it. Probably not, but... Probably not, but you'll keep talking about it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, there's been one other thing that you've been uh, sharing with me that you've been playing too, and that's uh, chess on the app. Oh yeah, man, still still crushing chess. Uh, just hit well, I almost hit 1100 Elo. I am now top 1.8 million in the world or something. Nice. Well, at least on chess.com. That's what I play on is chess.com. If you ever see Almighty Drizzle on chess.com and you lose, that's me. If you win, it was an imposter. But that that was his wife or that was the dog or Yeah, I I meant to move the pawn to C4, not move my queen to somewhere else, okay? That was clearly a slip of the finger. So chess.com keeps ranking and technically, well, according to them, I can beat 77% of all players I go against, which I thought was pretty cool. That's a lot better than me. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Okay, you don't, you don't play that much. Hey, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. I hit uh, a new high last night. I was uh, 1080 ELO, which if you don't know what ELO is, it's just the it's the ranking system for chess. So 1100 is not... I, I think it's a little above average. I think average is like nineteen or 900 to 1,000, where grandmasters in chess, I think their ELO is... 23 24 i think it might be in the threes i I honestly can't remember but that takes like i don't even think i have a chance of getting that because a lot of a lot of times chess is a young man's game because you have to memorize so much stuff and you have to do it for so many years to get really good at it so all these grandmasters now started at a really young age like six or seven no, you just got to be retired or homeless in the park and then just play <laughs> against anybody that wants to. I couldn't do it in the park, man. I've seen videos. Those guys are hustlers. Oh, so so bad. They would trash talk me as I fucking whoop their ass and then they would shoot me. So I think next for my chess, I'm going to start. I've already started learning some openings and defenses, but I'm going to start really cranking down on my defenses because I'm really weak on, on uh, black. So my white's not too bad. I need I, my my mid game really suffers, so I, I just need to practice all around. My next my next goal is twelve hundred for Elo. For those that don't know, when you play chess, the white pieces move first, the black pieces move second. So whenever you are the white pieces, you get the first pick. You get to start, and basically as the black, you have to figure out how to be defensive, figure out what their potential attack is going to be, and then play off of that before you can start your own attack. So that's why he's saying he's got some things set up for white. He's got to work a little better on the black. Because there's so many different variations of openings that you can do. Like there's, there's games that it, the game is very old. Chess is obviously very, very old. And there's games played by grandmasters today that are not in the chess database by my by move eight they're already in a brand new never before played game and that blows my mind like the game is hundreds of years old and there's there's so many possibilities of what can be done it's crazy man like it's it's so fun that's good i'm i'm glad that you're enjoying it i'm glad that you're uh succeeding in it and getting better yeah thank you for teaching me uh how to play all those years ago <laughs> I gave you that drive by whooping your ass then, and now <laughs> yeah. you whoop my ass every time now, so <laughs> you're welcome. I hate losing. Yeah. I instilled that in you, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get any farther, 
I want to remind everyone listening to also go check out the other amazing podcasts on Creative Brain Candy, like the True Crime Podcast, Spoiler, They Die, with the hilarious and sometimes dark Cat and Logan. Join our favorite Canadians on some pretty intriguing solved and unsolved crimes every other week, right here with us on CreativeBrainCandy.com. Today is just a, it's a random talk day, random riffs. And like I said before, if you guys have any type of uh, topics that you want to hear us talk about or that you have any input on as well, hit us up on Twitter, VGL underscore podcast, and just uh, give us your insight. I mean, we got a couple of talking points that we are thinking about today, and actually one of them is a common interest. And I mean, I'll launch it off. Uh, Kevin? It's becoming the fall time. New games are coming out. And there's a remaster that we've played when we were younger. And we're both interested in getting on the Switch. Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl comes out this week. Uh, by the time this episode airs, it'll be, I think, that Friday. So, like, four days. By the time Friday the 19th. Airs. Yep. So, we'll be playing it. Uh, a little bit after this episode comes out, and I'm I'm super excited. I haven't been this excited about a Pokemon game since um, before Sun and Moon, because even Sun and Moon, I was like, eh, definitely not whatever the fuck the Switch version was. Definitely not Let's Go. Uh, definitely not Snap. No, Snap and even the remake of Snap is just like, uh, all right, well, let's try to do something different. And Let's Go was... They've run out of ideas or they're trying to branch out of what was made them successful, but they've also beat the dead horse of what made them successful in all of the new renditions and iterations. Which this this will probably do the same thing, but I think it's been so long since either one of us said like really play. I remember we played Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, I think I didn't even beat it. I don't know if I did either. I was like, I'm tired of this, but Pokemon Diamond Pearl... I know. I think the lot, uh, what's going to help is I know a lot of the Pokemon now because yeah. I haven't obviously kept up with the eight hundred whatever number. Oh no! But I saw that it's it's already getting leaked, and people are already shitting on it because obviously every Pokemon has the main two, and then it has a third iteration that comes out, which this one would be um, platinum, and people are already shitting on it. They're like, it's not like platinum because platinum added so much. Blah, 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 blah. People can't be happy. No. Right? Like, if you don't want it, I get it. Don't pay $60 for it. I'm going to buy it. I've already got it pre-ordered. It's going to be at my house on the 19th. Same. <laughs> but, Andrew, you're getting Diamond, right? I'm getting I'm getting the Diamond remaster because I had Pearl growing up. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting Pearl because I had Diamond. So, can't wait for that. Um and we also have Mr. Sean joining us. That's right. So that way he can play with us and we can actually get that incorporated. And Mel, you better make sure that he does because I know that he <laughs> wants to. And I know that you listen more than he does. That son of a bitch. I'll text him. I'll be like, hey, man, where's your, where's your fucking Pokemon at? Get, get owned in Pokemon Online if we can even battle. I don't know if we can battle online. I hope we can. <laughs> I, oh, my I, God. I hope we can. <laughs> if not, I'm going to be really upset. I thought about actually streaming it, and I was like, I can't do that because they have the the, uh, the clock. Uh, so I'd had I'd had to play like around the clock to catch all the different types of Pokemon. Because how did how did you play? Did you play 
the way the motto was, or did you just play to like wreck people's shit? Like, did you catch all the Pokemon, or I tried to catch, um, I tried to catch some stuff, and I, I, I don't know if I originally went for the gotta catch them all aspect, or if I was just going for the, I, I want to catch these certain ones because they seem pretty cool. But then, yeah, I was like, you know, I always found that I was always playing at a certain time. And then, you know, I ended up realizing, oh, well, I can actually adjust the clock on the DS and I can catch morning Pokemon at night. And <laughs> what a cheater. You know it. It's one of those things like I, I played it enough and I was like, I've invested the time that I can try to manipulate the system now. But I mean, you can't tell me that you didn't do that, too. I didn't. What? When the, when the time came out, no, I would just wake up earlier. I'd be like, oh, well, I guess I'm not catching that Bidoof. Because uh, the first one that came out with the time was gold and silver, I think. So I was still young enough where I had to wake up for school. So I'll just play before school. And then I'll play after school. So I, I didn't have to really worry about the different times. Even after that, it was like, well, I'll just catch that motherfucker on the weekend when I can wake up early. <laughs> or something like that. I never change the time. Um, I try not to change times for too many games. Like, even Animal Crossing, I didn't change the times. Mostly because it's such a fucking hassle. Gotta talk to people, gotta change the clock, gotta change it back. Yeah, Animal Crossing had a lot more hoops to jump through. Just yeah. to be able to switch the times around or to fast forward so that your trees can grow and... I miss Animal Crossing. I know I know the update just came out for the Switch. My wife's been playing the fuck out of it. I I enjoy that one. I do. But I really I think I just really miss the GameCube version because I played it so much. Yeah. I really wouldn't mind playing the GameCube version again. I don't know what it is. I don't I think a big part of it is animals are assholes, like your your townspeople. Yep. Like they'll give you shit. <laughs> like this new one they ask you if you can if they can leave and they're like they give you the choice they're like hey i'm thinking about leaving and you can go yeah you should probably leave or you can go nah really want you here and i feel like that kind of takes me out of it a little bit i feel like that that makes you just want to gaslight them and <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should stay around like because i i may want to hang out with you later <laughs> i mean because you're real important to me and all where in the original, they would you would just get a letter one day. <laughs> They'd saying, be gone. Deuces. Like their, their house is gone. <laughs> they literally like, got what? shit. They got all the shit they didn't want to pack on the front lawn. God, no, I, I love like I loved the original. Well, not the original. The the GameCube Animal Crossing. Uh, the original was for N sixty four and in Japan. I really do miss that game. I've I've thought about once I uh, become a stay at home dad, I might fire it up. That might be like one of my stream things where I just fire it up at the beginning of the stream, do a couple things, and then, you know, put it away for the day. 20 minutes of Animal Crossing, catching up on the, the, the townsfolk, and then just, you know, all right, phew. all right, we're warmed up. Let's get into the meat of things. De Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that style, man. I, I really love the, the style of, of the GameCube. And the DS one was a lot of fun. I think that was New Leaf. Uh, I didn't play that one as much, though. Uh, the GameCube one is definitely top tier for me. Did you have much experience with uh, Animal Crossing? I played the GameCube one. Okay. And that was that was the one that... Uh, I think we even tried it 
like together every now and again um because i think you could was it the gamecube one that you could actually like go and visit someone else's thing the town yeah like you'd have to wouldn't you have to like save off the memory card yeah you'd have to like bring your memory card over and then you'd have to put in the second one then you go to the train and the train would take you to there yep whatever we should do that next time we could just be like all right, bro, let's fucking drive two hours so we can see each other's town and Animal Crossing. <laughs> I, I think there's a Nintendo network for that now. I don't think nah. we have to really mess with the GameCube version. Nah, man, nah. You, it's, the, it's the coming together that, that that's what we're trying to get. Well, the next time that we come together, we're actually going to go to Texas Roadhouse because that really bummed me out the last time that we tried to get together and... Okay, so for those that don't know, we got together so that we could talk, hang out, get to get to know each other again. To uh, like, you know, we live three hours away from each other, and as as does John. Like, we we live in a triangle. <laughs> we used to live three seconds from each other. <laughs> right, we were next door neighbors. So now it's like, well, shit, we got to catch up somehow. So we had this whole deal set up. We were going to go to Texas Roadhouse. We were going to do this, do that, you know. And then I looked up how, like how far away it would be for this meeting point in the middle grounds. And then, Oh, <laughs> pulling out my phone. Hey, <laughs> did you realize that it's a weekday and Texas roadhouse doesn't open until three? There's bastards. <laughs> we were going to meet at 1230. Oh, fuck. Let's find someplace else. I love me some Texas roadhouse, man. Well, and then you got blue balled for their uh, their roles again. Yeah, man, shit, fucking a couple of days ago, my wife's texted me, and it was uh, it was t- two or three days ago because we were planning the breakfast for dinner, and she's like, "Hey, mom wants to know if she can take us out to dinner." And I was like, "Last time she did this, she made fucking almond meatballs. So where are we going?" And she's like, "Texas Roadhouse." I was like, "All right, bet." This is my go-to restaurant. I love this goddamn place. So we go to Texas Roadhouse, and she calls us. She's like, hey, there's a two-hour wait. And I was like, God, I don't care. <laughs> I'll sit here. And she's like, you guys just want to go to this uh, Asian Blue Moon restaurant down the street? I was like, all right, that's fine. And let me backtrack a little bit. As I'm pulling into Texas Roadhouse, I forgot. I don't know why this came up, but I told my wife, I fucking hate Outback. So we're driving to Blue Moon Restaurant on uh, 13, and we get a phone call from her mother saying, hey, Jim, my mother-in-law's husband, wants to go to Outback. And I'm like, fucking gripping the steering wheel. I'm white knuckling (laughs) it. And I'm like, this is turning into these goddamn almond meatballs again. So we go to fucking Outback, and uh, it wasn't terrible, but it definitely, I wouldn't, I don't, I would never go to Outback willingly. Like if I had to pay, I would be like, no, we're not going to fucking Outback. If you're going to do that, you might as well make them come to Salisbury and go to like Longhorn. That's the thing. We were in Salisbury and we drove past Longhorn. I was like, why the fuck are we not going to Longhorn? I did find, apparently we do have a comic book store in, in Salisbury. So I went there Ooh. and I got a couple of my alien comic books that I've been uh, perusing and thinking about buying on eBay, so nice. excited about that. So something good did come out, and we had we had a nice dinner. Got to talk with my mother in law and her husband. Got to drink some, but uh, no, Outback sucks. <laughs> the moral of the story. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. don't go to Outback. <laughs> Another thing, 
kind of want to talk about. Now, this kind of very vaguely goes along with Pokemon. Uh, and I remember Pokemon getting Pokemon uh, Blue and the instruction booklet that came with Blue. Do you remember that instruction booklet? That book that looked like a uh, a leather-bound hand guide as yeah. to how to learn how to do Pokemon. Oh, that was fantastic. All the games back then had the thick-ass instruction guides that would give like a little bit of artwork. It would tell you what to do in the beginning. It would, And sometimes it would even give you like hints for down the road. But... Like the old school art books and instruction uh, booklets, those were awesome. I I miss instruction booklets a lot, and the games now they have the like the PDFs online you can look up. They're not even instruction booklets; they're just like here's the controls, uh, which I understand is just a product of the time, and it's not even something you necessarily need anymore. But it was a nice little touch. Well, I mean now you. Like you said, you get the PDF and then, or you can get the like uh, the QR code and then it takes you to something. All you do when you open up a, a an Xbox One case is you uh, you see the game disc and you see like a couple of ad pamphlets. Yeah. Like I don't fucking want to see something about you know this or that game that's coming out or when I bought the game late that already came out and was shitty reviews. I want to actually see you know what's going on with this game. I uh, do you have any favorite? I know this kind of puts you on the spot. We didn't really talk about this beforehand, but do you have any uh, any favorite instruction booklets you can that come to mind? For me, uh, almost any of the Super Nintendo ones. I used to, I remember used to look at the Donkey Kong ones, and especially like one of my favorites was Super Mario World Two Yoshi's Island. I loved. Even the border on the instruction booklet inside the pages were just full of like colorful jungle art and they had all kinds of different color Yoshis and they had some of the bad guys in there. It was a really cool, nice little thing that they didn't have to add. And I don't remember when they got rid of it. It was just gone at one point. Like it was ran. It's like they started to phase it out around the Wii time because the Wii still had instruction booklets. Yeah. But I I don't think the Wii U did as much. I remember taking ps2 and xbox booklets to school and mm-hmm. i'll read them instead of listening to whatever the teacher was saying uh it was like the ps2 the xbox xbox 360 started to have skinnier ones mm-hmm. but and i think i don't even know how much the ps3 really had i think they were skinnier ones too and then it started to phase it out through the next generations but like for me, like I, there was a few Sega Genesis ones, especially like with Shining Force or even like the Sega CD ones that the different characters in the RPG that had a little artwork picture of that character. And then it had like a bio of that character that you wouldn't know from the actual gameplay, but you would actually figure out, OK, well, this person, this is a daughter of a king, but she was exiled. You know, she was a princess, blah, blah, blah. But now she lives her life as a rogue. And then you picked her up as a wanderer around and blah, blah, blah. And this is her backstory. That's why you found her doing such and such. And you wouldn't know that from just playing the game. Final Fantasy VII comes to mind. It had two booklets. One booklet was an instruction booklet. Had a little bit of... They always had synopsis in them. So Final Fantasy VII had a synopsis of what was going on in the beginning. Uh, it had, like Andrew was saying, the character bio, it had their pictures, it had stuff like, I think it had their blood type in it, their age, stuff like that. Age, yes. 
that way you that way you can tell that oh this person like this this lead person is 17 oh this uh warrior that's veteran like that's a dwarf or like that's not a dwarf that's just like he's a veteran warrior oh he's actually only 26 but you know he's a veteran warrior training this 17 year old and then oh well what's this healer priest girl oh she's only you know 14 but that's how she was raised up through the 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 religion in the uh the monarch and like it, it was really cool i liked it i miss it I think Final Fantasy VIII actually came with the two instruction booklets where one was the instruction booklet and then it came with like a little miniature strategy guide uh, that went through the first couple hours. It was really like these little things were just super cool to to have and I wish I had more of them. I don't have too many of the old school. I lost a lot of my, my NES and my Super Nintendo and stuff like that. I remember, I remember thinking the Genesis was always so cheap because all of the Genesis uh, instruction booklets were black and white, where the Super Nintendo ones were like vibrant and full of color. Oh, there it's like the color printer and the black and white printer. Like it was, yeah. You think back, you you remember the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis like war against each other? One of like the the last big console wars in my eyes. Yeah. I always think back to the Genesis, and the one thing that always pops out to me is it always seemed a lot more basic. Like, the, the explosions always seemed more potent, uh, if that's the word. Like, they were just, they hit your ears different. It, w- it was crazy. Like, I'm thinking the explosions from, like, Shining Force when a character died, and they, they exploded. Or the the bombs from Rampart, like we were talking about before. Or Gunstar Heroes, when all the explosions happened. Like, the Super Nintendo really had those kind of, that oomph in the in the explosions. It felt like the Super Nintendo actually had more of the like the enhanced visual, vibrant colors, while the Sega had, you know, a little bit better audio, a um, little bit um, crisper sound, or even like more bold sound that helped to immerse you into the experience. That's a that's a console that I I didn't play too much, and I. I want to get. I've I've modded almost every single one of my consoles, and I've I have not touched the Sega line at all. I haven't touched Sega Genesis, haven't touched Sega Saturn, haven't touched Sega CD, and that's one that I, really all I need is a EverDrive, and I can pretty much play it. But I want to get to that point because there's a lot of Sega games that I want to play. Uh, I want to give like Sonic its fair shake because honestly, I think Sonic is a terrible game. It it was the counterpart to Mario at the time, off of a different platform. Don't get me wrong, like, I thought that game looked amazing. I, I mm-hmm. To this day, like, I can plug it in and be like, no, this is this holds up. Where, like... I mean, it captured it captured the ADD attention of us as kids because it was very fast-paced. It was very, like, quick reaction. And that's why whenever you get to the water level and you start drowning, then it's free, you freak out. The freaking out was just the, the, the music. It's like... Like, it was Jaws. I told you, the bolder music, like... <laughs> But the the thing that I hated about Sonic was uh, it was a game about speed, right? But it was so zoomed in to the character, if you didn't know what was coming up ahead, you there was no reaction. You nope. just ran into a wall or you ran into a bumper that was supposed to slide you back. That that took me out. Like in order for me to consider Sonic a like it, in order for me to update it to make it a good game, I would pull the camera back so you could see some, so you can 
make these jumps. Because it was, it was a game about fast pace, but after the first level, the Green Hill Zone, it was a maze of where you could go and try and figure out, and you were always hitting a wall, you were always stopping, you were, you, you were always slowing down. And for a game to be all about speed, slowing down is the exact opposite of what you want. Right, but I feel like if it was, it was a lot of like the 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 quick instinct touches, like knowing like okay, well you see the wall real quick, so you try to jump. Oh, well you couldn't make it this time, or yes, you hit a wall, so you play it again. It makes you want to replay, or maybe not, but it makes you want to replay so that you know oh, I got to time this jump just right so that I can keep going, so that I can keep the speed. But I feel like. Yes, to your point, if uh, the zooming out of the camera would show a little more of the screen, but it may take away from some of the experience of the the reaction time and speed of making the jumps because you know what's coming up. Other than that, you know, it may be like a much quicker game. I just don't like the game play is probably what I'm saying. I think that could use some work, but the music, the visuals, like everything about it, that game is awesome. I'm surp- I, I honestly am surprised that Nintendo held on with Super Mario Brothers. I think if Super Mario World didn't come out and Super Mario Brothers 3 to push Sonic back down in its fucking place, I feel like they wouldn't won. They really did. There was a there's a documentary on any uh sorry on Netflix. I wish I can remember what it was called, but it's just about the progression of video games. And it was really interesting hearing from the guy that helped Sega put Sega where it was. He basically came up with like a strategy guide on how he can, you know, dethrone Nintendo. And it worked. Like Right. Like he he helped make this console war. And it was crazy. Cause the people in Japan were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like this is Nintendo, bro. You can't go up against Gajera. Yeah, it's like it's like he's like, nah man, that if I can figure it out, I'll uh I'll talk about it next podcast. But it was a really good documentary on and that was just one episode so i'll 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 search for it and bring it up maybe i'll edit it in post probably not because i'm lazy so right on going back to what started this whole thing did you have can, can you visualize one of the instruction booklets that you remember as a child just so vividly that it's burned its image into your brain yeah i feel like uh it would be the ones that had like the different like the you had the one character and then their bio, another character and then their bio. The other page has the same thing. And I don't remember exactly what game it is, but it's probably a Shining Force game or something. <laughs> Shining Force or Final Fantasy, one of the two. That's another thing that's kind of missed with the times. And I'm sure that it's probably even easier now with people that are able to do the QR codes that are able to save on paper and production and whatnot by actually just having a website, having a link that goes to whatever you want that can be edited whenever you want and then not just you know proofread 17 times and then put out to production you remember the thing i never used in the notepads what or i'm sorry not the notepads the instruction bullets was, was the, the, the notes, notes. yeah never i was like i can't write in this i can't no you have to keep it pristine because you know whatever i'm gonna say in here i'm gonna end up scrab- scribbling it out it's gonna be like the most i did is i maybe did a password but I think I did it like once or twice and then I'm like, no, I got to keep this on my own sheet of paper. Like, and I kept it on a little, like a little scrap piece of paper that then is like either like tucked into the, the case or, or whatever, because especially for things like the old Mega Man, those passwords, <laughs> yeah, the 16 character passwords. 
with all the numeric like oh so for Mega Man X three I got to do this for like okay well I beat three bosses but I can't keep playing all right what's this what's this like you know twenty seven digit password it's like uh the Mike Tyson punch out uh passwords that were ten characters long why. Because why? fuck you, that's why. <laughs> it's like I'm not writing this down. That's why I've never beat that game. That's a game I never. I know we talked about owning all these old classic games. It's a lot of NES games I never had the the cases for. Like Mike Tyson Punch Out, I never had the case for. I never had the instruction book for. The only case I can remember on the NES that I had was Kirby's Adventure, and I kept that motherfucker pristine. I think that's the only NES box I had. Well, and see, like I, growing up, I also didn't have the cases. Like I had the instruction booklets, like whenever you got the game, you kept the cartridge, kept the instruction booklet. And for some reason, the case got thrown out. And well, that's why like at my grandmother's, that's where I had all my NES games. And somehow we had these, you know, hard plastic, open, open book style cases. And that's what I had. We used a label. Yes. Uh, the opaque blue or clear or pink and then with a label maker on the side so you know what game it is yeah i that that's what i use so instead of having the old paper or the old cardboard cases that's what i ended up having when i say this i can say it honestly going over andrew's grandma's house was like before the library of alexandria burned up he had all of these console i'm sorry all the nes games in these blue slash uh and or clear oblique cases that had the label makers on the side of it just ceiling to floor of nes games games i've never even heard of like it does just most random games i never knew i never questioned it because if i questioned it they would cease to exist he had she had shit like hamburger time, burger time. My dad Bur- loved the hell out of burger time, <laughs> and I don't understand it. Like I didn't understand the appeal of it, but you know it was an addicting game. God, I never forget the one time, and this is way off subject, but I thought about this a couple of days ago. Do you remember when you played Legend of Zelda? Uh, like you were either visiting your grandma or you were staying over your grandma's house for some reason. And you had the NES hooked up, and we were kids. We were, you were playing Legend of Zelda, and you're like, I can't turn it off because the internal battery. Yeah, you were like, I think I found a new sword, and it was just because the game was dirty, <laughs> and it looked like a different color sword from the Magic Sword. But yeah, you're like, I think I found a new sword, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> oh man, like he's holding up this case right now, and it. Where do you have any idea where you got these from? Is this like something <laughs> Burger Time? Burger Time was always so mysterious because it was this chef holding this half-ass burger that's got like no meat in it, and he's chasing the hot dog with it. He's being chased. He's, oh, he's being, being chased, chased by. So it's it's it. You have to kind of uh, create this burger, and by you have to do so by walking across the ingredients on the different tiers of the level so you have a bunch of like rows a bunch of floors and you have to create this burger at the very bottom so that means you have to walk across the bottom of the bun so it falls down to the bottom you also have to walk across the lettuce you also have to walk across the patty you have to walk across the onions the tomato the top of the bun also it 
they're all chasing after you. It was so weird because I, me, John, and Andrew, we've all known each other for a very long time. Uh, and me and Andrew have known each other, honestly, probably before we could remember, uh, before our brains could even, you know, create memories or realize what the fuck was going on. So when I was like, man, I know Andrew, and I would go over his grandmother's house, and he would have all these fucking NES games, and I'm like, are you... Are you James Bond? Are you living a Are you leaving a uh, living a second life? Where did these games come from? Why have I never seen them? It was crazy, and I was like, "Man, we gotta play this. We gotta play this. We gotta play this." And he's like, "Oh, hold on!" And he pulls out this tote that's like fifty pounds, and it's got all these fucking Super Nintendo games. I was like, "I didn't even know you had a Super Nintendo." Like, holy shit, man! You were the Sega guy. <laughs> Here you come right. with a Super Nintendo with Maximum Carnage, which we couldn't beat because the game was too fucking hard. Oh, my God. I, I st- I've still been looking for a gray cartridge of Maximum Carnage for Super Nintendo because everything that I look up and find, it's it's mostly like it's 99% the red cartridges. It's hard to find that gray one anymore. I know. What was the other Spider-Man game we played for Sega CD? Uh, Spider-Man vs. Kingpin? Yeah, it was the uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, so we played that a lot. We played a lot of Spider-Man for some reason. I never read comics as a kid, so like the the I guess it was because the cartoons, because Spider-Man cartoon was really big at the time. X-Men cartoon was big for the time. I don't remember watching them though, but we always wanted. Oh, to Oh, I did. I, I watched them all the time whenever I got home from uh when I got home from school. The Amazing Spider-Man versus the Kingpin. I just remember collecting all the uh the comic book covers. I thought that was a really cool game. Yeah. Uh, that was, I loved going to grandma's house, man. Like I said, it was, it was like the library of Alexandria before it burned down. It was crazy. Well, that's like, uh, I mean, it's always fun to have those kind of games that like, yes, we loved all the different Spider-Man games. So whenever the good, the newer good Spider-Man games came out, like Spider-Man two on PlayStation two and Xbox, you know, that had that GTA open world and then they redid it, um, again with, was it PS four and Xbox one. And then. Just PS4. It just PS4? Mm-hmm. And then now they've got uh, the Miles Morales one, and then they got Spider-Man 2 coming out. So it's like, it's great seeing the the games that were like the staple of what you enjoyed as a kid, and then being like evolved to even better in your adulthood. I wonder what makes Spider-Man like the go-to game. You think, like Superman had some really, like Superman had the, uh, the Sega Genesis game that was super hard. Oh, yeah. Then maybe it was the N64 game that brought it down to his knees and was like, Superman games don't exist anymore. But there's been so many superhero games, but it seems like Spider-Man is always the... Well, because I feel like it's it's not over-exaggerating of powers. Like, because there's a lot of, you know, flexibility and, you know, jumping around and this and that, you know, and oh, you know, there's Spidey Sense or there's web blasting and whatnot, but there's not like, you know... I'm Iron Man and I'm flying around. I'm shooting missiles and r- launching lasers and this and that. I felt like Spider-Man always seemed like either the can't even say like the common one or the 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 more relatable one. Most realistic, maybe. Could be. I mean, as realistic as you can be by bitten by a radioactive spider. But maybe it's the open world aspect. But even back then, they didn't have the open world. Like the two games I can remember for superheroes were X-Men and Spider-Man. X-Men. Yeah, X-Men 2 Clone Wars on the Sega Genesis oh, where you would start yeah. the game up and if you got the wrong character because it would randomly pick your character in the very beginning, you're like, nah, fuck this, he's trash. I'm not playing this fucking uh, Psylocke. 
the Psylocke, but it, like we always wanted to be Nightcrawler or 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 uh, Wolverine. No, you didn't want to be Wolverine. Wolverine's fucking head got hit with a golf club. Maybe. <laughs> Andrew hated Wolverine for some goddamn reason. It was one of those things that growing up, there was another kid that liked Wolverine. So bastard, because because this that I was like, well, I don't like Wolverine anymore because uh, because Chris liked him so. You know, I stuck Wolverine into the ground. I took my plastic golf club and I hit him into my backyard. His head separated from his body. I found his head, but I didn't find his... No, I found his body. I didn't find his head or something like that. <laughs> yep. Holy shit. Like I said, I don't know what it is. Um, Spider-Man just has that lasting power. X-Men keeps on pumping out games and there's other superhero games that come out. Uh, but they don't, they don't have that draw to them. Well, because they've also been trying to spread themselves so thin with all the different mutants and mutant powers. Spider-Man is just... It's Spider-Man. But there's so many heroes to pick from. I guess you just... It's so hard to make a game out of him. Like, how do you make a game out of Green Lantern? He's super powerful. How do you make a... How do you make a game about Superman? How do you... Well, because... If you do any of that and then you leak a little bit, it leaks a little bit, then you got all the people coming at you in the comments saying, oh, well, he didn't do this, or oh, well, he should have done that, or oh, well, this this bat suit is <laughs> technically not drawn correctly because in episode 14 of the, the this and that, that, you know, he had uh, a little scratch in the th- corner of his thimble. That was that was put there by the Joker whenever the Joker tried to kill Mary Jane and then the the uh, Sentinels came and then Batman had to take on the Sentinels. I feel like there's 14 different fucking comics being mixed in along with DC and Marvel and somehow there's a third iteration that nobody even heard of. Fucking it's just getting thrown in there. Speaking of Batman, Batman is one of the games that that started off really not good as far as video games and then when the arkham series came it kind of blew up the scene that's because most of the batman ones were off of the original nintendo and it was that 2d side scroller that you know it was fun you could throw the batarang around and this and that and maybe it's just they can't game companies can't find their the correct way to make these games like um what's a game just came out guardians of galaxy just came out yeah um honestly that just pass and i don't know if it's just because i don't know much about guardians of the galaxy like i watch the movies they're funny don't want to right. play as them no i don't know if it's that i don't know if it's i don't I don't know what it is i don't know if it's it doesn't the game doesn't look that exciting like it just looks like a, a button masher honestly yeah I, I don't know like Guardians was never something that like really drew my attention at first. You know, it was a it was a good watch for movies and whatnot, and but just to kind of, I I mean t- to me it was kind of like I guess the Batman's. You know, they're they're good movies to watch, but you know when you want to get into the gameplay and games and this like that, to me I never got into it. Um, we were talking about Pokemon earlier and talking about games releasing, Halo Infinite. You want to get ready for that that childhood nostalgia to come back, but then also press forward some. Halo Infinite. I like Halo 1, 2, 3. When you started to get a 4 and 5, they added more things into it. Different like assassination attempts and different like jetpacks and running and invisibility and all this other stuff. Like Or the active camo, I should say. They've always had invisibility. But different things like that. The shields... 
like the actual physical shield in front of you, not the overshield. Like we have been playing together. Um, like we've been playing Halo since Halo first came out. But in the past couple of years, we've also been playing the Master Chief Collection on Legendary together and going through one through four with ODST. And uh, I think we're about to wrap up ODST, right? Or did we? We wrapped up ODST and we started playing Reach. Yes. Reach was so good too. So we've just started Reach. And then we're going to do five and also infinite together. So unfortunately we have to wait on infinite because uh, they came out and they were like, Hey, when the game releases, we're not going to have uh, single player co-op. Uh, well, I guess story co-op single player co-op is just stupid thing to say. There's something else. They were the forge, which I don't really give a shit about. Yeah. No one really cares about the forge too much. Unless, unless you're like some uh, Minecraft kind of person that always loves to build and create. And like, you're actually creative like that, which I am not. No, we are both terrible at creating worlds and stuff like that. We don't have that. It's like a, I think it's a left brain kind of thing where it's the, the creation kind of, just the creative aspect of things we don't we don't have that i can help to like copy and mimic things like pretty well like i can draw something that i can also see but if i'm trying to do something off the top of my head details do not come to mind zero original thoughts come to our head even this podcast idea everything we've talked about is a copy of somebody's fucking idea everything everything even the remark i had earlier about pooping and peeing at the same time. That was stolen from someone. I can't tell you who, because I have no idea, but someone else said it, and I stole it. Even our names, Andrew and Kevin, someone else has had those before us. Motherfuckers. Gah! He just snapped a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> On camera. With one thumb, it was pretty cool, man. I feel like... That, that, that was impressive. <laughs> All right, but... Back, back on the topic, Halo. So I also, like, we talked about pre-order. We pre-ordered uh, Pokemon. I've also pre-ordered the Halo. Like, I was, I lucked out. I was able to get, I was able to get the series, Halo Series X version, like, of the console. I am so excited for it because then I'll actually have a Halo Series X, be able to play Halo, be able to play Warzone on the newer console. And I am super stoked. And that way, that was just always a fun thing. Of like, you know, I have, uh, we talked about the face plates for the Xbox 360. I, I'm so excited for you to get that Halo console, man. Like, I don't know what it is about Halo. I love Halo, man. Like, even, even before they had the online with Halo 2, Halo 1 was just revolutionary. For us, I'm not saying it's revolutionary for everybody. There's people that hate Halo. There's people that go, oh, Halo stole this from whatever game. But for us, man, like, I remember going to your house, and I hadn't read too much about the Xbox, but you fired up Halo, and I was like, holy shit, man. This, Whoa. yeah, this this is my fucking, I'm, I'm digging this. I'm loving this. Let's play more of this. Dad, I'm going over Andrews. We're playing fucking Halo. He's like, why are you cussing at me? I'm like, shut up, Dad. You don't understand. It's Halo. I remember going to the release for Halo 3. I remember playing Forge mode. 
with you and Wookie uh, and Sean. Right, because we tried to set up a lot of Griffball like scenarios whenever they finally brought brought that in there. Which, if you don't know, is basically there's a soccer ball in the middle of the arena that somebody made, and you everybody gets warhammers and swords. So you have to go up and you have to try to warhammer the soccer ball to get it to go towards the goal on the opponent's side, just like soccer. But you also have to watch out for everyone else that's running around with a hammer that can launch you or a sword that can kill you. It's so hard to pinpoint what's so good about Halo, but I feel like this one coming up, they've they've they pinpointed it and they they made it they brought it back because we like andrew said we played through halo one through uh four plus odst and reach four i hate it we didn't play five we're going to play five eventually when we have time uh reach is really good odst is is good four i didn't enjoy and five i probably will not enjoy this is me guessing because i haven't played it at all to this point and that's probably saying something watching infinite just seems like it's going to be a good time watching uh, playing playing the beta was a lot of fun it brought back a lot of good memories i'm hoping the storyline is going to be good obviously we have to play through five because i have no idea i'm going to play four and then five uh and infinite and i have no idea what the cortana is still exploding i don't know why what the fuck i thought she was exploding in four what happened did she not explode in five it's on game pass me and andrew are going to play it obviously andrew got the sexiest fucking console I've ever seen. Ooh. It's got, even on the air vents on the top side, um, it's got like where you dip your hands in white paint and you kind of flick your fingers to dry your hands off. It's got that little little spray of white paint on it for 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 stars. It's a it's a sexy looking console, man, honestly. And I'm really jealous, but I couldn't, I was like, I've already got the original Series X. I don't, I can't justify buying the halo series x well i also got to thank you because there's a lot of times where like you helped to look out for me to try to get any of the new consoles you helped me get the playstation 5 like you also helped me try to get it like three other times prior as well as the, the halo series x or uh, well even just a regular series x before that and it's like it's thanks to you watching the best buy sales the the GameStop sales, like, yeah. Well, not to mention the reason why the last time we got together was to hand you the PS5 that I bought for you. I was at work. And it I was, was one of the reasons. It wasn't the... <laughs> I was at work, and I was like, hey, man, PS5 just went live on Best Buy. And he's like, dang, man, I missed it. I was like, well, do you really want it? Because I'm at work, and it's on my page for the next eight minutes. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, get it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you sure this is like $500 that I'm about to drop? Are you sure you want this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get it, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, got it. Handed it to him. It was a good time had by all. Have you uh have you fired up that PS5? You playing you're playing that's what you're playing against impact on, right? Yep. Uh the only game I have for the PS5 is uh Demon Souls, and I'll be honest, I played it for two or three hours. Very beautiful game. Uh, have not played it since then. That's also when I kind of started the Final Fantasy thing. That's that's put a lot of damper on my game plan. I was gonna say that's actually taken a, a draw from a lot of your just recreational gameplay, which I'm really excited. To, <laughs> I made a joke in uh, our group chat. I was like, "Man, I'm really, uh, I'm really tired of RPGs." I was like, "I just want to go play Skyrim." <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do miss, I, I, we've been talking about Skyrim at work for some reason, 
And I was like, man, I could really, I could really go for another playthrough in Skyrim. I know you didn't have it, but it's a really dope console. And that kind of leads into the second thing I'm going to talk about, um, was the different console variations. Do you remember that fucking sexy, clear green Halo original Xbox that came out when Halo came yes. out? Yes. Holy fuck, man. That, that console was... Because everything before that, it was just like black. The console was black. The controllers were black. Before we go into the colors, that was an ugly fucking console. Much like Xbox Series it was an X. an ugly ass controller. The, <laughs> the fat the, controller the Duke, that the was Duke like, that they oh brought my gosh. back. They brought back the Duke controller. You could buy it purposefully and be like, man, I can't wait to play this game because I'm fucking Andre the Giant. My hands are the fucking size, the circumference of the fucking sun. I can carry this. That original Xbox was hideous. It was heavy as fuck. It's almost as bad as the Series X. The Series X is literally a rectangle. <laughs> I can't right. wait. I can't wait till you fucking have this in your hands. You're like, yeah, thank God they painted it because uh, it looks like uh, an ugly square. It looks like some sort of Amazon box, you know, that was delivered and then repainted. <laughs> what if it's got the little smile for the Amazon box on it? The original. Xbox, the OG Xbox, which I don't even know what to call it anymore. You can't call it the Xbox One because the Xbox One has got its own console. I just call it the Xbox OG. Uh, it had a color variation. I think it was the only one it had was the, it was a, it's a, like a lime green one for Halo. The entire Xbox was a clear, well, oblique lime green color. Just for Halo. And I'm pretty sure where the CD tray came out, it said Halo on it. I think so. I miss I miss those color variations. Don't get me wrong, my wallet doesn't miss them. But do you remember when, even starting back at the original Game Boy, they would have ads where it would have all the different color variations of the different consoles. Uh, I remember one ad that comes to mind was a dude with spiked... It had a dude with spiked hair, but it also had five or six other people on there with different hair colors where you could pick. It was kind of showing your originality comparing your hair color to the color Game Boy. Um, they had they had the original gray. They had the black. I remember the green. The green was like a forest green. It was really fucking ugly. It was red. There's only colors. Do you, do you remember the, uh, the original... Game Boy colors. Um, I had a purple one. You had a purple. You had a purple Game Boy color. Yeah, you just said Game Boy color. No, no, no. Game Boy, the original Game. The Boy. original Game Boy. With four fucking double A batteries that literally only had green. The one I never had that one. I always played vicariously through you, but I, I, I don't think I really remembered any other alternate colors. I didn't think the new colors came through until like the Game Boy color. And they started to actually bring that around. No, they, they don't get me wrong. The original, uh, the Game Boy Color had plenty of colors, but the original Game Boy, I remember there was a, uh, there was an ad that had different colors on it. All right, so the original ad had, <laughs> it was, it was really fucking weird. It might have been, now looking at it, it had to be the original Game Boy. So they had these five actors and. 
they had their hair dyed different colors. Well, three of them different colors. And the Game Boy was like coming out of their head. So you had the original gray, which is what I had. But you also had the pure black one. You had a red one. You had a yellow one. You had the ugly green one, which I was talking about. And then the fucking clear one. What happened to the clear consoles, man? What happened to the clear controllers? This whole, from NES up to N64, had the the variation of colors. Even the GameCube kind of did it, but they shied away from it. They only had the three different colors. They had the orange, purple, and the black. But before that... And they had silver. Yes, they did. They had black, silver, purple... And orange. And orange. Sean, Mr. Sean had the orange. You know that motherfucker loved his orange. Sported his Orioles. <laughs> Before that, it was around the time of the... Was it the iMac? Was that what they were called? The computers uh, that Apple came out with? I don't know. what That generation, they were just like, hey, we're going to have the clearest... Well, I'm sorry. The most opaquest colors you've ever seen in your entire life. Well, like... That was, yes, you're right that like you would go to school and your, the, the computer lab at school would have all sorts of like translucent, you know, bulb TV monitors for these computers. And that was what you had. Like that was your lab day. That was your computer day. And that was the nineties. Like that's where they went from, you know, like, oh, well, this is the look. You have that, like that translucent color for your trapper keepers. You have it for your rulers. You have it for your computers. You have it for your game consoles. Nintendo ran with. Oh, so hard. The original Game Boy had the few colors. Then the Game Boy Pocket came out. They had the different colors. Uh, my sister had the silver one, which I thought was really cool. Game Boy Color came out. So many. The original Game Boy came out. I think the original OG color was purple. Then you had the clear purple. Then you had the different fucking variations. You had like uh, teal, which was the color mm-hmm. I had. You had pink. You had like an offset yellow. You had this lime green. Um, then the Game Boy Advance came out. You had the glacier, which is what I had. I had the glacier ice. The glacier was beautiful. It was a work of fucking art. Like you could put that up in a museum and people would stand by and be like, hmm, yes, I get it. But they wouldn't because they weren't, you know, cool enough. They don't get it. You don't get art. They had the clear white. They had the purple. Uh, N64. They had. They just had ads about, hey, these are the different fucking colors we have of this system. Here's not what this system t- can do. Here's just the different colors we have. And it was random if it was like available at your local retail store. It's like, okay, well, you know, we have these black ones, but, you know, we did get a purple and yellow shipment in. Toys R Us had their own exclusives. Toys R Us. Had the golden N64. It wasn't even Zelda related, but I nope. th- I saw it and I was like, "That's Zelda. That's Legend of yep. Zelda, my man." This, the controllers, the first party controllers, the first party controllers would be the different colors, and I just missed that so much. And it even like I was saying, the the Apple computers had the same thing, where they would have uh, the all in one system and the backings of the monitors would have the different colors. Like, I don't know if that was just, it must've been just the thing of the times. I think so. But it was, it's something that I need, I feel like it needs to be brought back, but I couldn't imagine. Could you <laughs> like, 
Can you imagine like the production as well as like the scalpers now, like trying to grab all these things? Not even that, but like me and you, we're collectors. Clearly, we have hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars, recreating the Alexandria Library. Like across the room that we're sitting in currently, different rooms, obviously, of of shit we've collected. Could you imagine trying to collect like if we were Xbox fans? Bro, did you get the yellow Xbox? No, I didn't because it's sold out. I got to spend $1,200 so I could pay some scalper to get it. Right. I can't just buy it for the regular $500, $550, $600. I have to actually go for the... Even spending that much. <laughs> could you imagine right. how many how many variations of the N64 were there? Where like you had the jungle green for Donkey Kong 64. You had the original the black one. You had, uh, I think you had a green one. You had just so many different variations of it, but they were so cool. I don't know what happened to that. I don't know if it's just apart from just the different colors. You also had like the ones that were like the the specific like you know talking Pikachu, the the blue top with the Pikachu on top. It was that 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 Pikachu. You had the microphone. You had uh, that one's super expensive. It's super rare. You had the Pikachu, uh, the Pokemon Gold and Silver Game Boy colors that had literally it was like. It was like a gold shell Game Boy Color that the screen part had a couple Pokemon hanging across of it. You had that. It would, it felt more of your own when you bought these consoles back then. It wasn't just like, hey man, I got the Xbox. Which seems like a very trivial thing now, speaking about it. But back then it was like, maybe it was because it was a handheld. And you'd be like, hey, this is my own. This is my own lime green Game Boy Color. I won't confuse it with my siblings. I won't confuse it with my uh, my classmate who also has one, but he has it in the blue. Not even not even a fact of just separating yours. It was just like, hey, this is mine. Like, no one in this school has got the magenta Game Boy Color. That makes me stand out. Where now it's like all the Xboxes are the same, all the PS5s are the same, all the they just they just come out right. with, they just come out with different variations of it like they have the 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 PS4 Pro and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, as a collector, I'm glad they don't do this anymore because I would be broke as fuck. But it makes me so nostalgic for seeing these different color consoles that I honestly, if I had the money, I would try and buy the different Game Boy Color, uh, the the original Game Boys, the different colors of them, just to have them on the wall. And I basically have that exact mindset, but for, like, I've got it for a lot of the N64 controllers. I probably have a few of the different colors and whatnot. Anytime that somebody needs, oh, yeah, I got an extra gray one. Yeah, sure. But I've, you know, I've kept some translucent purples, you know, lime greens, some translucent greens. And, like, whenever I occasionally do my uh, Facebook Marketplace, like, deals, I'm able to find, like, oh, cool. I got another Game Boy Color, so now I have a purple one and a and a teal one. I remember I traded in my Game Boy Advance so many times because I'm very particular about my consoles, pretty pretty much anything I own. And for some reason, I guess it was because when I would try and wipe the screen off, some dust would scratch the screen. I would return that motherfucker to Walmart and be like, "Hey, this doesn't work anymore." I would go get a brand new console. I did, that, you like, did that a lot. Oh my god! Once a week, <laughs> brand new Game Boy Glacier. Surprised they didn't catch on. 
<laughs> I wonder what they did with those Game Boys. You think they just ended up in like a scrap pile? Uh, they probably went and got sent back, either some of them thrown out or some of them like were returned back and then they were quote unquote refurbished and then sent back out to a used store or something like, or maybe that's when, you know, you'd get a whole bunch of people buying them from like, not necessarily GameStop, but other secondhand stores that were able to resell them. I just came across a game ad. It's an original Game Boy Color, bright ass yellow, and it was for... Little Nikki. <laughs> oh God! The ad says, "Raise some hell on your Game Boy Color." <laughs> like they just didn't give a shit back then. They was like, "Fuck it, we got the colors, throw it at them." Right. Like I, I kind of feel like Nintendo's going back a little bit because Nintendo, even for the DS, they had the different variations. They didn't have the different colors, but it was almost like a whole different style. Uh, for the DS. I can think of, for Zelda alone, they had the gold Zelda DS, which had the fainted Triforce on the front when he folded it. They had the Hyrulean Shield DS. Oh, 3DS, I'm sorry. What other DSs did they have just in Zelda alone? They had the SP that was golden. That's super fucking rare right now. Link Between Worlds 3DS that had the upside-down Triforce. They had the... Hyrulean Crest, that was like gold faceplate across the 3DS. They had the Nintendo 2DS, that was green and gold. They had the DS, that was just gold with a tiny Triforce in the bottom right corner. Uh, they had so many, so many different things. So they feel like they're still trying to come back with those. But it just kind of feels like the same thing. Where they have gold, black. Well, because those were the those are the key colors for that game and this and that. And that's like with Pokemon, how whenever they had like the different ones, like you said, they had the ones with the embossed like stickers along the side of the screen or whatnot. They also carried that over for a few different like upgraded Game Boy consoles or Game Boy Color, DS, and it started to become more of like uh the outside of the screens, just like you were saying, or the the casings for the Zelda where they had like Pokemon X and Y had the different Pokemon on the front cover, whether it was, uh, was it X and Y? Well, cause it, where it had like Dialga or Palkia on the front. And then like, even as you're going ahead, like they have other ones that are just like, Oh, well, you know, that's on the front cover of these like portable screens. But except for, I guess, animal crossing was the only real switch alternate. And they've gotten to the point where, you know, the Joy-Cons can be different colors and this and that. But as far as the actual console itself, I think it's just Animal Crossing that's been the only real, like, Nintendo Switch. Uh, for the true Nintendo Switch, yes. But uh, the Pokemon Diamond Pearl has a Nintendo Switch Lite that has its own Dialga slash whatever the fuck the other person's name is uh, Switch coming out. Um, I feel like there's another Switch version Oh, that's right. That was Diamond and Pearl, not X and Y. My bad. I'm sorry. You can at me later. Um, no, the the the, the Animal Crossing one is is beautiful. Uh, I wish I kind of wish I had that one, but I've got my little cover on my Switch, so it doesn't really matter. So we've talked about different things that have just evolved throughout the years, and like the different ways that we have been able to transition and even somewhat feel nostalgic. Um. So we've seen that like the game consoles have been able to 
be variations and upgrade as well as, you know, we've even watched Halo transform and upgrade and become modern still. Um, but something that's like changed yet stayed the same as well has been Call of Duty. Like it, it went through its first three to be okay. And then once the fourth one hit and it did its modern warfare, then it really started to pick up steam. And I know you and I have some history with playing that as well as playing with Wookiee and everyone else. And the new game Vanguard just released. And with all the issues that like Warzone's been having with cheaters and the pay to win. And then they, they're, oh no, we don't pay to win. And then, if, oh, it's leaked. You do pay to win and everything else like that. Like, I don't know if I want to get it. Like I, I do and I don't. Like it may just be something that you know I'll I'll ask for like her family to give me for Christmas, but I don't really want to pay for myself. I'm gonna wrap up your thoughts in one in one sentence. All right, and this is legitimately what I thought when you said uh, about Call of Duty Vanguard. My thought was, it's already out, <laughs> bro. I could not. I I went over to Wookie's house like a month or two ago, and he's like, "Hey, man." They got previews of Call of Duty Vanguard. And I was like, what the fuck is that? They kept the like Modern Warfare 2 or the they kept the World War 2 kind of like look and aesthetic to it, but then tried to make the the gameplay not as like Battlefield Modern War or bad like how Battlefield did their like World War 2 weapons, arrow weapons and like World War 1 arrow weapons. They kind of still kept the the uh, the gameplay and style of the more modern Call of Duty, but gave it the appearance of World War II back, throwing back to World War II again, and then doing those kind of weapons. But they're still doing all sorts of like attachment variations and this and that. Do you remember in Modern Warfare Two, the when you had the pistol and the fast melee knife? Oh, they got that glitch again. Oh, Jesus Christ. So apparently, if you have, well, no, if you have two different uh, perks, like one's called Reach and one's like, a, I think, Bayonet, and you lunge after somebody with a bayonet on your rifle. Oh, it's, it's, I wonder if they're going to patch it. I mean, for them to have found it within like the first four days of it, being, of it coming out, like, because it just came out like Thursday or Friday. That's what I'm saying. Like, game coaches don't test anymore. Like, how... If you were truly testing, you would have came across that no problem. Like, that would have been week one glitch you would have found. Especially being a prior glitch that was a problem in the the, the whole online community. But, like I said in the beginning, the fact that I don't know what this game is does not bode well. Especially being Call of Duty. It seems like such a fucking sleeper to me that... I, I honestly, to this day, I could not tell you. I think it's about World War Two. I think, which I've been clamoring for for years. I think the futuristic stuff has played out, and the problem I have with the futuristic stuff is they're always like, "Okay, it's the future, so the guns are going to be better." That means every gun is going to be exactly the same. Every AR you use is going to be. Top-notch, 
uh, accuracy. It's going to be top-notch zoom quality. It's going to be all this stuff. Fire rate. Yeah, it's like, why the fuck am I trying to get an upgraded version when... Why am I even using submachine guns when the AR fires just as fast as the submachine gun, but it also fucking does as much damage three times down the field? Right. Where I feel like the older style was like, okay, you got some really shitty submachine guns, but they shoot really quick and they're accurate as fuck up close. Or you can have a class that has a sniper rifle, so you're really accurate far away. It's slow as shit to fire. And your close range sucks ass. So I I like that they're going back. Because that the way that you just explained, that played onto like a I have to play with a strategy. Yes. I have to play with a team that complements what I do so that I can cover them, they can cover me. And not I could run through and just be a John Wick and kill everyone and everything, and then it's not gonna matter. That's what really got me out of the Call of Duty franchise was the the, the every gun feels exactly the same. Especially when the sniper rifles started. They weren't as powerful, mind you. But every sniper rifle was like, yeah, we're semi-automatic. Cool. I can I can be a thousand yards away, and all I have to do is double tap, and they're dead. Right. Cool, I guess. Is there a drawback? Nope. Oh. Alright. I guess everyone's just going to be sniping the entire match. That's fun. Yeah. Can't wait to spend six hours a month on Xbox Live so I can not see who I'm fucking getting killed by. And see, that's that's another thing. It's like while you're playing and while you're doing all this, like, oh yeah, I I can I can get this content or this that this and that, like by actually like playing the game and getting shit on by a, a twelve year old in the Philippines, um, or whatever. And how is it actually fun? How is it actually like something that I can I can enjoy or even share what I do? Not that anyone really cares what I do or how I play, but you know when you're trying to actually establish something or like be the next hundred thieves, even though, you know, like, I know I'm not going to like, okay. So, um, ADD OCD, like I, I, I just kind of skipped ahead because my mind was basically like, okay, well games that are coming out, you want to be able to stream or share or play games that are relevant games that are new games that are fun I mean, that's what happened with Among Us last year. That's what happened with this and that. Like, you know, that last year, me and a couple of guys at work ended up creating a clan, creating a, a group. Um, and since then, we've been trying to work on creating content, having social media presence and this and that. And I tell you, it's really hard to have a social media presence when you're antisocial. Like, I, I am not very good at streaming because, like... I can't focus on the game and focus on chat. I can't, you know, talk to chat and then focus on what I'm going to say with them and appropriately or properly play the games. And whenever you're just starting out as a streamer, you got to figure out which, which way you're going to play that card. You know, are you going to be a more, they can watch me streamer or I'm going to interact with the chat screen streamer. And like, I'll, I'll tell you, I haven't streamed but once since like last October or something like that because someone like started hitting on me in my stream. Like one of the only people that was actually like in my stream and like talking and this and that. And I I got so uncomfortable. I didn't know what to do or say. Like I honestly like it says in my bio I'm married. Like I'm like 
I have no social experience. I don't know the proper way to say it. But then it like it wraps all the way around with like Vanguard. Like I want to be able to do stuff that I can stream, do stuff that I can still be relevant. But if I'm not that interested in the game or I don't have as many other people that will play with me that are interested in the game or other games, like how can I create content to then be able to be interesting to other people? And that's why I like that, you know, that we've been into Halo and that we are, we've been playing like, you know, the MCC and that we're interested in Halo Infinite. I don't know. And I know I just went on a tangent. I'm sorry. And you're just staring at me the whole time. And I'm no, like, I'm, yep. I'm, 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 wait, I'm waiting for you to finish. I don't want to cut you off, man, because I, I fucking love when you go on tangents, man. You, It's the exact opposite of what you were just talking about, how you're, you're antisocial, you're, you're all these things, but then you go... Like when you when you focus, you're you're very out there. You you're putting yourself out there in a very vulnerable position, uh, much like all three of us are. Even though John's not with us on this episode, uh, for these podcasts where we speak our minds and you know talk about how we feel about things, I love it when you go out on a on a tangent and you start talking about how you feel about things and. Stuff like that, because I get it. I get I get the idea of being afraid to stream, being afraid to do all this stuff, because uh, you're antisocial. It's it's very hard. Uh, I'm 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 very antisocial, and some people look at me and they're like, "No, you're not." It's like, "Yes, I am." I just fake it until you guys accept it. You know what I mean? It's it's. When I when I stream, I'm super fucking nervous. I'm worried about who's watching. I'm worried about who's talking. I'm worried about if they're having a good time. I'm worried about am I being funny enough? I'm worried about am I being entertaining enough? Meanwhile, I'm showing I'm here to have a good time, baby. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right. I'm Matthew McConaughey of fucking streaming. It's a very it's a very hard line to to blend I guess is the word but I'm right there with you Andrew I'm I'm terrified of a, a stream my my game plan when uh we have our child is for me to come back full-time streaming and I'm telling Joe don't worry about it baby I'm about to pull fucking 2k viewers a day meanwhile I'm like fuck my moon mod is afraid to watch me you know what I mean like it's it's a very hard thing to do to put yourself out there, especially online. It's one thing, say you go to a party, right? And your best friend, he's like, hey man, got a little shindig at the house, gonna be some drinks. You might know a few people there, but you're like, fuck man, I don't I don't fit in here. So you you try and fit in. So that whole time you're you're afraid of what they're thinking. Meanwhile, they're just they're just enjoying your content. So what I say is, Andrew, be out there. I enjoy your content. I watch you fucking stream. I watch you play Call of Duty. I watch you get I know you do, I, and I appreciate that. I watch you get downed while your fucking buddies are over there not helping you. I watch that shit. <laughs> Even somebody's looting like a hundred <laughs> meters away. It's like I have I have people here. All right, there there's a whole squad. I'm engaging. I got, I got, I'm down. Help, help. 
okay, I'm dead. No, it's for the people out there that are like, I don't know how these guys do it. We, I want to say all three of us, we're all like you. We started this thing and we just, we do it. We had no clue how or what we were doing. Me and Andrew started this episode. We had no idea what we were going to talk about. Just talk, man. It's one of those things like, you know, I get inside my own head and whenever I'm actually doing like trying to still work with a social media presence and like I have clips that I've recorded or uh, um, things like that from where I didn't stream, but, you know, Xbox was still able to like grab the recording or PlayStation was able to grab the recording. So I'll, I'll throw it to the cloud, then I'll put it on like Facebook or Instagram or this or that. Like I haven't really worked on a YouTube yet, but I feel like it's also just me that's like actively doing that. And for a while there, it was like, you know, one of the other guys was, you know, putting stuff up every now and again or working the social media presence. But I feel like if this is only important to me now. So it, it, it's it's that aspect that it was a trio thing of that, that I'm still working on it. I'm still working on the social media or even the logos or the designs or creating clips or working on content or this or that. And it's like, how important is it to me if, if, uh, to continue doing, if I just, if I'm the only one doing, I mean, it's, I, I enjoy it, but it's like, now I know why people have mods. People have, you know, editors and things like that, that they're able to pay once they make it, you know, to be able to, to help keep some of that afloat, to create clips, to share scheduled posts or this or that. And like, it, it just gets exhausting for me when I can only play, but you know, over the weekend, because work has just been like, uh, work isn't like terrible, but I've gotten to the set. Like I'm exhausted, dude. I come home from work at, uh, I get home by 1030 at night. I worked at two o'clock. So I left the house at one o'clock. You know, I get home around 1030, I shower, I wind down. I don't really feel like I can like start streaming or start doing this or that, because then that's like two hours of my time that I want to put in there. And what if I'm already exhausted from work or this or that, you know, so I, I'm just tired. I'm exhausted. I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning. I didn't sleep well, so I don't feel like doing shit in the morning instead of like whenever I used to wake up immediately go to work. And then I had like five, six hours after that was like for the day to do stuff. It felt like I had so much time to do stuff, but now it's like split up. Like I have like two hours after work or like three hours before work. And it doesn't feel like it's a lot of time. So I don't really have time to make content to be able to put on social media or to do this or that. Like, and there are a lot of like the multiplayer games, like apex legends or even call of duty or stuff like that, that I don't feel like, I don't like playing by myself or let me rephrase. I don't like playing with randoms because there's a lot of random people or even like that's the antisocial aspect. That's like random people or people that I'm not used to playing with. It's hard to actually get into a, a, a groove to actually want to play or to, to, to play with other people. I mean, uh, shout out to Caleb star Lord. Like 
I, I, I definitely like, I want to play with you because I've seen a lot of your clips that you share in discord and the YouTube and whatnot. Then like, it's great stuff. I, I, I am down to play with you. The anxiety and social awkwardness, like that hinders me sometimes. And I apologize for that. I think you're being very open about it. And Andrew got in streaming a little while ago. This, this probably the last point we come across before we end the episode. So thank you listeners for listening to the, the ramblings of two adult males in their uh, mid thirties, practically as Andrew was saying, it's very hard to put yourself out there. Uh, these podcasts make me nervous every time we record Every time I edit, every time we post, I get nervous. Even when I stream, when I streamed a lot when I was injured uh, a couple of years ago, it's I I would be an, afraid to to stream. Uh, my buddy Cups, also known as uh, Mister Cups, before he became partner, he would he blew up. He became top Monster Hunter streamer. It was crazy. And I would I would watch him stream and be like, alright Cups, and streaming so I can start because I was afraid that he would host me and I'd have all these people who were initially there for Monster Hunter. And I'm, I'm here speedruns Legend of Zelda. And I watch my viewer count go from 110 down to 50, down to 20, down to my fucking, you know, normal of, of four or five. I would get depressed. And I would, I would, I'd be like, all right, Cups, finish streaming so I can start so you won't, you won't host me. Social, social media in gaming is, is, is very hard. And it's almost become a necessary aspect because how many people are going to like specifically know a, these these three guys in their 30s are doing a podcast. They're not going to just search a video game podcast. Now, you may have. If you did, kudos to you because you're smarter than me. But, I mean, it's... When John originally said that he had reached out to CBC for Creative Brain Candy, I I was ecstatic because that is something that is beyond my uh, comfort zone to be able to do. To be able to not only reach out, but then to have that establishment and follow through and know what to say. And I mean, maybe just because part of it's uncharted territory and maybe because, I don't know, well, we, 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 we really got vulnerable here. But like, I love watching your streams, dude. I do. I, I, I don't always know when you're going like live, like I have notifications up and I don't always know when you've gone live, but I love watching your stream because I'm like, this dude, like he's doing what I wish I could do. And like you said, fake it till you make it. Like you always have that like positive attitude about it, that like professional, like, and my inverted antisocial self, like it's difficult for me to keep that battery going or to stream, like, I can't even stream two days in a row. Like, not with a camera. And then there are times where I've even streamed without a camera, and, like, people have commented, oh, no camera today? I'm like, 
Yeah, no. Well, because... There's a lot more people being vocal about potentially negative than encouragement and positive. And especially where, like, there's there's the the good aspects. Like, you have to have... What, what's the... uh? It's the numbers game, especially when you do like cold calls for something like that. You know, it's like every, you know, one out of every, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, however many, like they may say yes, or they may listen like when you're going to have, but all sorts of like, you know, positive feedback, but then that one feedback is going to stand like that negative one's going to stand out in your head a little more. And then you're going to go to, uh, you you have to have that good, so many good ones to counteract that one negative one. We went off on a lot of tangents here, um, but that, I mean that goes to just encourage like the aspects of the dynamic of what we've had for years and just the oh so many topics that just we can think about off the top of our heads and add to what we've got going on and I mean. We went from Pokemon to instruction booklets to NES cases, Spider-Man, Batman, Halo, Call of Duty Vanguard, console colors, like, uh, and being vulnerable. Like, it is just, this has been just a crazy episode. And I want to thank everybody that actually stayed around to listen for listening because, you know, sometimes we just got to get stuff off our chest. And as always, like, we appreciate everybody that does listen. And I want to thank my co-host, Mr. Almighty Drizzle, Kevin himself. My co-host. <laughs> co-host. Hope you guys enjoyed this second episode of Trial and Error of just random talking points between me and Andrew. Here's hoping uh, John's cat's hemorrhoids clear up by then. John, we wish you a speedy recovery. Next podcast we will discuss. Uh, tell you what, we're going to talk about how shitty I think Final Fantasy XII is. And if you think Final Fantasy XII is great, awesome. Tweet at us at VTL underscore podcast. Hit us up on Discord. To end this podcast, as always, thank you for listening. We love you guys. Oh, thank you guys for listening. Take it easy. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Peace.